Hello, and welcome to the show, where we ask Rita Harrison, the foremost authority on the Willow system, questions from listeners about health, healing, and happiness. My name is Annie Alvarez. Here's a question from a listener that I just could not walk away from. How can I view all of the tragedy that's going on and learn something from it or turn it into a positive message? That's a very important question, I think, because there will always be some sort of tragedy in our life. I think some tragedy that we are facing comes from the circle of life, meaning that things come to an end. Maybe we experience a death of a loved one or that people treat us in a way that we want to end the relationship with them or we see that things are there that are coming to an end and we don't want it to come to an end like uh, maybe we lose our job or which can be very Mm life-threatening and the good thing can then be that we see that as a new beginning I think that's one part, the circle of life, and I want to talk about that later. And the other thing that I want to mention in this subject is on context is that I think there's tragedy that comes from evil, and I want to talk about that too. Okay. What I'm experiencing in the private sessions mainly is that people come because they are either threatened by something evil that happens, like they are treated unjustly, they are abused, they are exposed to an impossible situation, Mm -hmm. collectively or personally, maybe persecuted, maybe they lose their homes and stuff. And through all those wars that are going on, persecution, Mm -hmm. that is a, a big deal. And other people come because they have to face with a loss in some way. Loss of relationships, divorce, deaths, loss of job. What would you like me to talk about first, Ani? What do you think I should do? I think let's go with the tragedy from evil. Tragedy from evil first. Since very current. I experienced it myself. Okay. And I want to bring in a certain subject that is not yet... Um, very well known. It's out there. It's about to be out there, but it's not very well known yet. I want to use the example when parents suffer from evil through their child. Okay. Because very often we hear and read and see examples where the children are abused. Mm-hmm. And now more and more movies and and parents and mothers, I have a lot of women, of course, dare to speak out loud what they actually have to go through when they have an evil child. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it because it happened to me and I was going through a very tragic time Mm -hmm. when this happened. uh, It was in 2008 where it came out for me with my own son. And I think my own son is a psychopath. Okay. And I had no idea. I I knew it, but I was, I didn't dare to know it. Mm -hmm. And I want to give that a voice because I can imagine that I give women a voice or mothers a voice that might experience that and go through the same tragedy. Mm -hmm. So since my son was a very little child, I noticed actually that there was something wrong with him. 
Of course, he behaved in a way that he always threatened my well-being. And he made me feel look stupid in front of other people. He was being, he was very destructive in his interactions. He was not interested in being a child. Uh, Very soon in his life, he wanted to be a grown-up and have power over. And I totally misinterpreted that. I think a lot of moms and also fathers do that they ask themselves, what do I do wrong? Mm -hmm. So I tried to take responsibility for his behavior very early. Of course, I thought it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And I think when evil happens, where something happens in our life, um, we do that. We think it's our fault when we are not built like that. And I know that I don't want to create evil. Mm -hmm. I want to create good. I don't think that I'm better than other people. I think I have to learn my own lessons. But what I really uh, missed at that time, what I didn't see that this was done to me. No matter how hard I tried, it happened nevertheless. Because when evil evil people want to create evil, they do. And I had to really learn, and I want to provide that in healing sessions too, um, that there's only so much that you can do. And then there is something where you have to accept that this is beyond your capacity. So what I did, I tried to teach my child values that I thought would be helping him. Mm-hmm. I tried to teach him the values of other countries. I even give, gave him the practitioner training, which involves family dynamics, mm-hmm. spirituality, all those kind of things where you actually get tools to make the world a better place for people. And I had then the proof that he was evil because he used all the good things for something bad. And he turned it into something to control people and even to destroy people. Not just people, actually me. He tried to destroy me and I'm his mom. And I realized how endangered I was to lose it completely, to lose my life, to lose my belief in the good. I had people around me who helped me, that rescued me. A lot of women and men who are exposed to that don't have that. So they really think it's their fault. They very often really end up dead or suicidal or being damaged forever. And to have a post-traumatic stress syndrome that doesn't go away. And I was suffering from a post-traumatic stress syndrome myself. Mm-hmm. I think what I want to say here, we ha- what, what didn't help me was when other people told me, oh, what did you do? You know, you need to take your part of the responsibility. This didn't help me at all because I did already. Mm-hmm. And I actually did what all the victims do. I did it too much. Mm-hmm. I needed to, to to learn to drop that part and to really point the finger on what it is and say out clearly, this is evil, this is bad. A lot of people that tried to help me, that didn't help me, there were people who helped me a lot. So I want to say what didn't help me because I think it's out there and they think they do it good out of something good, but they are actually more destructive and not helping at all, is that they said, 
um, you know, it can't be so bad. Or what's your part in it? Or, you know, I don't believe in evil, so it doesn't exist. You created that somehow. No, nothing, there is no, no, no such thing as evil. And the avoidance of, you know, talking about it and saying it as it is, there is evil, mm-hmm. yeah, and there is a dark side. I also didn't believe that until I found out there is. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a part of that this could be so long in my life that I, I, I just had no concept for that. And I think people who don't believe that this exists, they want to belittle things or they want to make something good out of something that is bad. Mm. Yeah, And then we don't address it for what it is and then we, we don't really work against it. So what helped me to conquer that, that, what, that I admitted there's evil in my life, it came out of me in form of my son. That doesn't make me evil. I thought I was evil. And I really doubted myself. And I think that's what the parents do that have children that are psychopathic, mm-hmm. which comes out very early in the life of a child. You see it early. And then you see the signs, but you might misinterpret them or you might uh, go into you know, denial about it. I think we have to speak out loud and to treat it as something that needs to be um, diagnosed, I would actually like to say. And I don't mean it in a negative sense. Diagnosed and mentioned, this is evil. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And you need to get away from this. You need to be protected from that. What helped me is that I didn't try to make evil better. I tried to get away from it and to go into the light again, mm-hmm. to heal, because I can only fight it when I'm healed. Yes. And to spread the word around it and to help other, mainly mothers who are in a similar situation and who are um, very destructive to themselves because mm-hmm. they think they have created that and to help them getting away from it and to heal it, you know, and to build up a counter force that is good and that is really not evil, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I think we can only do it when we understand that we can dare to say, this is evil, I can't change it in this moment, I have to get away, I have to heal, I have to rebuild my healing, my, my own strength and I have to fight it with a bigger group you know more people that actually um, feel that they are like attacked by their children for example nobody talks about it everybody looks at the mothers first Mm -hmm. rarely anybody uh, accuses the dads right Uh and nowadays we're so overwhelmed with the psychopaths because very often they are born psychopaths in the first place and people are so fast and I've heard that very often that they just accuse the mothers and the mothers who are isolated anyway because the sons my son tried to isolate me from what was dear to me from my husband from my uh, company that I've, you know, I had practices, medical practices in Germany and stuff, and people that I was teaching, he tried to isolate me from what was dear to me, 
And so those mothers are isolated anyway. And then the environment comes and isolates them even more by blaming them because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that evil exists. And they actually have to take the moms, like taking them into a womb and into protection and to wrap wrap love and empathy and compassion around those mothers because they are as shocked as their environment mm-hmm. is. I was always shocked with my son until I now found out I didn't connect with him for a very long time. Um, he then get, got worse, you know, but I found out now that I'm healed and I'm in a totally different environment that is not threatening, I found find out that this is exactly what I, I needed. I needed empathy. I needed that somebody says, you know, this is not your fault, even though I didn't believe it at that time. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was my fault. Yeah, But then to say it's not my fault, there's only so much that I can do, actually allowed me to give the responsibility back to my son. Yeah, And also to see how the male world exists, because I also didn't have a lot of support through my lawyer, you know. He was actually more on my, on my son's side than on my side, mm-hmm. but still wanted the money for mm-hmm. his job, yeah. and uh, But he didn't support me at all, because I was, so, I was confronted to a lot of people who thought, I, actually, it's your fault. And those mothers, they need people around them who see it for what it is. When it's evil, then you can't do anything about it. And you need to protect that mom. You need to protect maybe a a sibling. That was not the case in our case, yeah? And not accuse her just blindly, Mm -hmm. yeah? That she's responsible for what her son does to other people, yeah? And the other thing is with when tragedy happens, very often this is very binding to that family. You know, let's say, that is now a totally different kind of tragedy. That's the tragedy through the circle of life. Yes. And the tragedy that happens when evil happens, for me it meant that I actually lost my whole family because they all didn't understand. So my blood, I mean, it was not the case with my, with my husband's family. Mm-hmm. They were totally different, and I think that saved me too, mm-hmm. because they were like a womb, wrapping themselves around me, his mom, his uh, stepfather, you know, his sisters and stuff. They were very caring. They were shocked, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what evil does, evil shocks, so that you're like, you know, frozen. Uh, they didn't react like that. They reacted very well and very warming the my I lost my family blood family I lost everyone because usually what evil can do is they can disconnect you from what's dear to you mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I was trained spiritually so I can see it differently very often we find out that tragedy can bring us together like when A lot of people are going through a very hard time Mm -hmm. as people, as a community, Mm -hmm. as a tribe, yeah. Then we very often see that it it binds them together. Mm -hmm. You know, they go through hard times and then this actually enhances their bonding and the love that flows between the members of this community or tribe or country and people. And we learn 
the tragedy can bind us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's fix that. Let's work on that together. Mm-hmm. Like when there are wars happening or attacks happening, very often in this moment, we actually lose our concept of how we are different and we plug in into the group consciousness and conscience that shows us how we are connected Mm -hmm. and how we are actually bound together in the first place. Very often we don't feel that in good times. You know, in good times, I think the ego comes up more. Take it for granted. And we take more care of our own individual thing. And we forget that we are actually all one. Like when we are threatened by, you know, by a certain event. Mm -hmm. And we then, all of a sudden, come closer together Mm -hmm. as a family or as a community. Mm -hmm. And then we want to make sure that we survive this or that we can heal from that. And then we access those resources that are very often maybe in the subconscious mind when we are doing, going through a good time. Mm-hmm. And then we don't need each other anymore. Yes. You know, and so we access those resources that are always there. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that we learn actually from tragedy, that we could le- that we could access those resources even in good times, so that we don't wait until something bad happens. Mm-hmm. That bring us together, and that when we speak up and we all act out from the heart, mm-hmm. which we very often do when there's tragedy, we want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no food in a certain place and we want to help or mm-hmm. no clothes, yeah, and we want to help, that we all of a sudden want to do something, we want to mobilize something in order to make this world a better place. And I would like to see that we access that even in good times so that we don't wait until it's bad in order mm-hmm. to do that, so that we remember, mm-hmm. oh, look, when we all speak up, you know that things should actually change, mm-hmm. that we do that as a community mm-hmm. and change how our school system is, change our, how our health system is, mm-hmm. how women are still treated. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unjustly in most parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, for example, when we take this example with women, that we women, instead of forgetting that when we are doing better and isolate ourselves again, I think the ba- the better we do, the more we go into isolation again, you know, mm-hmm. and that we actually remember that in 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 times where it's better for us, and when that we take it to a new level altogether. Uh, there, I would like to make a quick comparison. Um, I have a tragedy that struck my family through the circle of life. So your family was struck through tragedy from evil. Uh, I have a brother who lost his son when his son was three months old to SIDS. And it um, it was at a time when our family was not very close. And it took the tragedy for us to stop thinking individually and to come together as a family mm-hmm. and to want to help him. We did stop there. We didn't continue and say, how can we settle our differences now and keep this bond? I think at the end, it's one thing that is the key, that we stay aware that we are all one. Thank you. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. And if you have any questions, please send them to info at willowforyou.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at 
Willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.